Let's talk about some of the existing trends we're seeing in commodities to begin the new year. Jerry Parker joins us, the CEO of Chesapeake Capital. Jerry, welcome. We started off the show talking about the indices. We just looked at my chart of the day, uh, gold trending higher into the end of last week and to begin this week. We've seen some volatility in markets on an intraday basis, but still relatively contained and range bound. Even Friday's move up in the S&P is a perfect example. Relatively range bound through that August, the uh, August highs, October lows last year. But talk to us about what you're seeing and help us make sense of it all as we begin the week. Oh, well, that's a big, uh, it's a tall order Ben, to make sense. Um, I'm reacting to these trends, and it looks like uh, the stocks are rallying some. S&P is not a good indication of what's going on. Underneath that hood is a lot of strong stocks associated with commodities and a lot of stocks in big downtrends. So it's, it's tough for the S&P itself to get out of the way of those two different uh, trends going on. But um, I like the gold trade. Um, silver was leading the way. So uh, I think the trend followers went long silver first, now gold and platinum. Uh, platinum's had a lot of volatility. It makes a new high, we get long, buy some more, it goes back down a bit and then right back to new highs. So all these mod uh, markets are a little skittish and the best thing to do is to um, buy those trends, hold on as long as you can and get ready to take that small loss. But it, it definitely looks like the precious metals are where the action is right now. Well, let's stick with that conversation then because here's a look at platinum as it has been rallying. We're talking back up and through uh, to 1101. I just want to check in on where things stand with copper. As we mentioned at the top of the show, this China reopening trade really seems to be developing here, at least on the travel side of things. So it's nearing that $4 level. Again, it's up near 2% here. I think this would be the second or third consecutive 2% gain if copper holds this bid. And then to your point here, silver has been enjoying uh, some big moves up here. I I mean, this is really kind of based on that optimism tied to China, right? Kind of tying back to the fundamentals. And uh, one could argue, Jerry, a weaker dollar. I think the weaker dollar. Yeah, okay. We've seen a lot of uh, euro rally. Um, looks like the Europe, some of the European currencies are, <clears throat> that, that downtrend is over, especially on some of the smaller countries like Czech and Poland. Uh, pretty, still pretty good downtrend in the uh, UK and Canada and Aussie, but it does look like the, that big dollar trade that's been going on for a long time, short all these currencies, has um, run its course. And I did forget about copper. Yeah, copper shows a lot of strength. I'm not sure why, but uh, the trend followers are, are following the copper and buying some copper, but um, the Brethren uh, aluminum, zinc, um, 10, not so much. Uh, but nickel strong along with lead. So it's a mixed bag in the uh, base metals. Terry, it blows my mind sometimes to hear you rattle off these markets here and, and the mind, the mental capacity that it takes to kind of follow and uh, stay on top of all of this. But I know you do, and I also know you preach a fair amount of widening your participation in terms of markets. So you're not kind of just uh, focused on one market only and limited by that, but also kind of the diversification associated with. Let's talk about some of these currencies uh, because I did want to point out we've been kind of calling it the tail that wags the dog as the euro currencies firmed up. I mean, even recently, it seems like the inflation data here in the U.S. has eased some in terms of some of the pressures, but still seems like Europe's got a little bit of a ways to go. And then I think it's February 2nd, but Christine Lagarde's basically committed to a 50 basis point rate hike. You could see why the euro's firmed some. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the bond market is interesting now. It was weak going into the end of the year, but it's been pretty strong in January. And I think the, <clears throat> the bond Traders have a different opinion of um, where inflation's going and what the Fed's going to do. It's a very optimistic outlook. 
So the, the rally in, um, in those interest rates and, um, has uh, hurt the trend followers so far this year. You know, just real quick, let's just pull up a quick chart here. I've got, uh, uh, to Jerry's point, the dollar has definitely been a result of what we've seen in terms of yields, which have come off, but it does seem like the dollar continues to come off. And for that, I look for the euro and, Jerry, the Japanese yen. I mean, that's another one you did mention here, but that's firm. You don't think that's in an uptrend, though, off those lows as of yet? You still see a longer-term downtrend there? I think the yen is not as, um, not as strong as some of the others. So I'm, um, you know, I think it's it's a little bit more. Show me a little bit more uh, what you have, Yen, and then I'll believe it. Um, <laughs> you know, so we'll, it's a relative game. So okay. I think uh, flat Yen, long Euro, that's probably a good trade. Okay, I want to just kind of circle back to a couple commodities here because I know it's not just these bigger, more commonly traded products that you watch. Grains, I wanted to touch on real quick. I've been watching those come off. We've got a WASD report later on this week. And then any other softs that you're watching, any of the other uh, uh, markets, not as commonly or heavily traded or participated in, but I always say as students of price, as uh, you want to look at some of these uh, markets, they're oftentimes a textbook example. And as I mentioned earlier, I know that your diversification includes some of these others uh, in the basket of products you trade that's right I, you know the soybeans are strong corn is pretty strong it's it held in there the trends the long-term trends since november of uh, 2020 i think beans and corn held up pretty well some of the other ones uh wheat sold off quite a bit but um you know you could get a long position in those pretty quickly um soft markets like uh coffee is in a downtrend but sugar uptrend orange juice big uptrend uh, cocoa, once in a million years, we'll get a good cocoa trend. Maybe we'll have it this time. So there has been uh, a quite a bit of strength in uh, various different markets. It's not a universal uh, buy all commodities. It's got to pick the ones uh, that you want to be long. And then there's a handful that you still want to be short in big downtrends like coffee. All right, we'll continue to watch the dollar here as this plays out. Jerry, lastly, if you could just speak to us uh, in terms of when you have a market that's so headline-driven, obviously Russia last year, a big part when you're trading commodities, uh, the demand narrative, China right now as we begin the new year in terms of uh, uh, some of these energy products. Uh, talk to us about how, well, for one, the technicals kind of help you sort of distance yourself from the noise, from the randomness and the, uh, uh, you know, kind of, uh, again, uh, uncertainty tied to the headlines, but also the technicals uh, provide you with uh, uh, some of that consistency that ultimately, if you're trading fundamentals, you just don't have. Yeah, I may surprise you, but I, I kind of don't want too much agreement on my, you know, trades that I start putting on. If the market is skeptical of me buying breakouts, and you like that? The, I like that. Yeah. And but likewise, if if I um, long a position and some news comes out that should be bullish, and it sends the market lower, then that's a, probably a pretty good sign that you um, gonna you may have to get out of that thing pretty quickly. You wanna go with the, the price and the trend and the discipline and the rules and stay away from emotion, but sometimes the news can give you a little hint on the health of your trends. Jerry, appreciate you joining us and sharing uh, part of your Monday morning with us and helping us kick things off here on the Future Show. Jerry Park, the CEO of Chesapeake Capital, 